Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome to our morning session on Thursday. <laughs> I sat down at the studio a few moments ago and wondered what day it was. Well, it's Thursday. <laughs> I've been doing some deep diving into uh, some subjects and preparing for a <clears throat> Bible uh, college class this Saturday. And I didn't even remember what day it was. That's how deep I was <laughs> into the things of the scriptures. Good. Well, I've titled my broadcast, Come Hell or High Water. <laughs> it, it dropped on me and I thought, Lord, only thing I can get out of that is that whatever comes our way, whatever circumstance, we will prevail. Actually, that's what that uh, slogan would mean. No matter if it's hell or high water, we are going to get through and we're going to win the battle and we're going to overcome and we're going to uh, be the ones who get the prize. <laughs> well, that's a good spirit to be in today on a Thursday. Thursday seems to be an in-between between Wednesday and Friday. Now, uh, it gets better than that, so don't go away. <laughs> it does. Hell or high water. Wow. That's an interesting, that's an interesting thing to meditate on for just a moment. Because there's something in ahead of you that you need to press through on. I just sense a prophetic spirit on this broadcast today. <clears throat> I don't always feel that, but today I do. There is something about this crazy and uh, unusual statement God gave me that is indicating that you need to focus and go forward and not waver and not stumble and press through. There's something ahead of you, in front of you, that seems to be blocking the way and you don't know how you can get around it, give God a chance. Give God some time to work this thing through. And you watch. Come hell or high water, we're going through this thing. You'll remember that. That's what uh, interesting titles do for you. <laughs> you remember it. I uh, had a a picture of myself as I was coming into the studio tonight, today, this morning. The secret's probably out. I'm sure you know that, that I pre-record these the night before. So when I slip up and say tonight, it's, it's really tonight. So I, uh, one of the, uh, my nephew that watches me faithfully asked me the other day that if I got up early that in the morning, I said, no, I don't wake up that early. I have to be on the air at four o'clock. So our Eastern friends can tune in and they tune it in about seven. So these are pre-recorded. All right. Cat's out of the bag on that one. Now I was coming into the studio and I saw myself as I do in my prophetic eye standing on the edge of the diving board, toes hanging over, you know, and <clears throat> getting ready to jump. There's no water in the pool. 
There's no water in the pool. Now, this thought comes to me as I'm standing there. God's either going to catch me or he's going to have a miracle supply of water before I hit the bottom. Now, why would that picture illustration, what would that mean to, to, to me or why should it come? Because I live and have been functioning on that premise and that faith walk that if I'll jump, God will either catch me or put water in the tank and the, and the pool. How does that work? Say, for instance, um, I'm going into a church service, a meeting, um, um, you know, a, 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 an appointment to preach. And I've searched and prayed and I just don't get a direction. What do I do? I get out on the edge of the diving board and jump. Literally, you get in the pulpit sometimes and you you just begin to let the flow come. You let the words come. You let the, the, the mind of Christ operate. doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes I have notes ahead of time. <clears throat> sometimes the Lord gives me a direction weeks ahead of time of a special engagement. It's not unusual for me to have a dream or a revelation uh, on the way to a uh, to a special meeting. I've I've exercised that muscle that God will supply revelation. God will supply insight, and God will put water in the pool. Now, how does that work in the in the um, normal life, the natural life? You don't have a an answer to the problem, but you go to work anyway. And on the way to work, God gives you a flash. You sit down and you say, Lord, what am I going to do next week for work? You don't despair. You don't throw your hands in the air and, you know, curse the day. You keep your patience. You keep your faith. You keep your um, uh, trust in the Lord. And the phone rings. Hey, can you come to work? I need you over here quick. You so the, those types of things are this in this category of this silly, seemingly silly, uh, 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 you know, title I have today. Come hell or high water, is the fact that no matter what comes your way, if you'll trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean to the understanding of the natural man. Don't try to figure it out yourself in the sense of frustration and anxiety and got to get my ducks in a row and got to figure out who I can go borrow money from and get out of this problem. If you'll trust in the Lord, God will bring you through some amazing situations that would look, um, you know, like it's the end of, of your time, but God will prevail. I'm, I'm sensing that in a prophetic sense, and I send that out to you today. Amen. So, when we face a storm or face a difficulty, we trust that God is going to give us the secret of how to get through it. Amen. I started uh, in the prophetic ministry, when I say that, that's where at the end of a service or in the during a you know public meeting you would prophesy personal prophesy prophecy over someone sort of that early on 
And when I started, I would, I didn't know how to step in. I didn't understand the mechanism of hearing. I didn't see or hear as clear as I do now. And often I remember I would uh, wait and the longer I, I would wait, <laughs> the more confused or the more uh, uh, insecure I would get trying to figure out what God was saying. Well, I, I discovered along the way that the first thing, the flash that God gives is the way to go. You say, preacher, that sounds dangerous. Don't you have confirmation and, you know, give me a sign, Lord, <laughs> burn the wall back there, blow the lights out. Now I've learned that that little small voice, that little flash of imagination, flash. Sometimes it's a picture. Sometimes it's a word. Sometimes it's a, it's a, just a thought that, you know, thoughts are mostly uh, many times in picture form or word form. When that thought comes or that flash comes, I've learned how to act upon it. Have I missed it? Yeah. Yeah. I miss some of the flashes. Get, you get your head buried in the, in the busyness of the day, and sometimes you can miss it. What do you do? Well, James said this. He said, don't sin. You know what a sin is? Now, I'm not talking about robbing and stealing and fornicating. I'm talking about missing the, the direction God wants you to go. Scripture calls that a sin. Not a sin unto death. It's not going to send you to hell. But you miss you miss the best. James said, don't do that. If you do, repent of it. You've got an advocate. He's just going to bring you back on tar target, which James calls righteousness. Right standing and right walking and in the groove you need to be in. That's something. That's how simple it is. The church and our theology and our background has categorized sins, and we have the we have all the the big sins marked, and if you get into them, you know you're doomed. It seems it's really bad, but yet the other things that get us off track can be as as devastating in the area of worry and and anxiety and gossip and unforgiveness. All those things go on in a church body and no one you know it's below the surface there's disagree there's di uh, uh, confusion between people and and um, scandalous uh, you know conversations that you shouldn't be talking about and criticism and gossip and so forth that is as damaging as any other type of sin except some sins, <laughs> how to get off on sin. Some sins turn into the body more. That's what sexual sins do, fornication and so forth. Turns into the body and starts killing the body. Other sins work on the soul part where your mind is troubled and you become under condemnation of other things. All those things are corrected when we just come back on target, repent. And that righteous peace comes back, comes back to us. This is all wrapped up in this thought on come hell or high water, whatever comes my way, I'm going to stay on target, I'm going to stay on track. Amen. 
I asked one of my uh, prophet friends some time ago, years ago, about the will of God. Pray, pray for me about the will of God. I was making some decisions. He looked at me. He said, "George, God doesn't care." Now, I that I didn't know what to say about that. I thought, "Hey, man, help me. You're missing the boat. God has a detailed thing. It's just absolutely detailed." Well, I begin to realize as I um, develop some that. I have a fair amount and a huge amount in some cases that I make decisions within the perimeters of God's will and the details in those perimeters I have to make. And I make them out of the principles and the purposes and the word of God that I know that I have light on. As I make those decisions within the perimeter of the will of God, now the will of God can you know, simply be stated, Beloved, I wish above all things thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. He also said Jesus gave us two commandments, love the Lord and thy neighbor. So there's a general surf, uh, circle you know, or perimeter of God's will for you. Now, within that perimeter, you've got a lot of flexibility to make decisions in the direction that God has for you, which is your gifts, which is your passions, which is your anointing. So for me in that, when he said God doesn't care, it was in that realm where I had to make some decisions out of my talent, out of my gifting, and out of my desires. Now remember, <clears throat> the desires have been put into you by the Lord, and those are the things that begin to come to surface as you season on the, <laughs> on the, uh, well, it's like soup on the back burner just simmering. That's what the spiritual maturity does. It begins to simmer until the, the, the God desires that he's put in you come up and you begin to obe be obedient to that. So, hell or high water, I'm going to do the will of God. Amen. That's the purpose and the plan God has for us. So let me say it again. <clears throat> Within the circumference, prince, the, um, the <laughs> I'm getting my words to get, jumbled up there, but within the circle that God has for you, you have decisions to make. Make them within the word of God. Make them within the talents you have, the gifts you have, and the desires you have because God put those desires. Now, for me, I've been called to preach the gospel. If I was going to be a car salesman, a contractor, I was going to be a boat builder or a, you know a mountain climber i'd miss the will of god and in that sense i'd be in sin sin being missing the mark for me preaching the gospel was the mark but there's people out there that are climbing mountains and building boats for them that was the the target god put in them that's something so we all have our destiny well i love you guys and gals, thank you for this Thursday time. Be blessed and stay targeted.
You'll hit that sucker if you'll keep persevering going forward. Until tomorrow, which, by the way, is my favorite day of the week. I will see you then bright and early. Be strong and be faithful to your passions. And God will have his glory in it. Amen. See.